Hey guys, I'm Felissa Rose. And I'm Uncle Lloyd Kaufman. Hi, this is Russ Streiner. Scott Schiaffo here. Throbbing for Horror is my favorite podcast. You're listening to Throbbing with Horror. I don't know why you're listening to Throbbing with Horror. And you're listening to Throbbing with Horror. <laughs> fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man good how you doing not too bad um happy last big episode of october yeah our last movie review for october what, yeah. what a month it's been oh it's been looking back on what we've done this month i'm very like happy with everything we picked and i'm happy with how everything went oh yeah me too i'm I had a great time. I'm exhausted, but yes, I had a great time doing it this month. I was going to say, a little behind the scenes, Greg of the Dead is the editor of these episodes. So he's had double time, even like, I just have to sit down and record my funny voices. Greg does all the technical stuff that really matters. <laughs> I make it sound pretty. Yeah, so thank you, Greg of the Dead. Oh, anytime. But this is what we've been looking We had this, this was going to be our big October episode planned for like over a year now. So I'm so glad we made it to Halloween Kills finally. Oh yeah, I remember even like months ago talking like many, many months ago being like, we have to make it until at least October so we can cover Halloween Kills. After that, if it's like something happens or whatever, who cares? But we need to make it to Halloween Kills. And we've, we're here, but luckily this is not the end. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going. At this point, we have this down. You, we're going to keep going toward 80. Oh yeah, like Michael Myers. Exactly. Not far from it. So, released obviously in 2021. Here is the thing I only do with new releases because it's the one time it might count. We have zero spoiler free section. So, if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, duck out now. That is the fair warning for everybody. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been a spoiler already. <laughs> Sometimes before the spoiler warning, I have to cut things. I'm like, oh shit, we forgot to say. Yeah. That's why we can't be trusted with a spoiler free section. Yeah, it's another one of our, like, major releases. It's, like, just came out. Usually we do movies from, like, the 80s or whatever. No, this is 2021 brand new shit of a movie set in 2018. Yes. It wouldn't have been so jarring as last year, but now it's, like, a whole three years ago, which is a bit odd. Yeah, and uh, even after, like, the whole, like, COVID-19 and everything that happened in 2020, like, when they said, like, the Halloween night, 2018, I went, oh, shit, that's right, 2018, simpler times. Yes, you guys are lucky you're just being murdered by a masked man. You haven't had all the craziness in the world yet. Yeah, have you watched Bo Burnham's Inside every day for a month straight? No? <laughs> then you don't know what pain is. <laughs> so, yeah, 2021... Directed by David Gordon Green. Did he get a trifecta? That's why I'm looking now. He's also the producer and the writer. So, yes, he got a semi-Ed Wood trifecta once again, because there's also other producers and writers. But it still counts. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well done, David Gordon Green. Oh, yeah. I would say, once again, well done at the very top. A very different movie from 2018 one, but I would still say bravo. Do you think it's really different? Or yes. do you think it's odd? You think it's really different? Okay. Yes. I would say it's very different from the 2018 one. Well, not extremely, but it's 
yeah, I would say it has a much different tone. Okay, I'm I'm excited to get into this because I have. Well, you know what? Because we what we usually do, we talk for a minute, then we kind of beat for beat the movie, then we have some segments. But I'll tell you my overall like thoughts on the movie now, I guess, and you can do the same. Yeah, that sounds good. I think it's weird because when we watch these movies, especially slasher movies, what I always want, I'm like, man, those kills were awesome. I could have gone for more. This feels like it almost a bonus movie for Halloween, not as much of a sequel. It's, oh, you like this? Hey, here's everything else that happened that night. Not really that relevant to anything, but it's, hey, here's a fuck ton of cool stuff that also happened. So it's weird because a sequel will typically progress the story along, and aside from spoilers, the very last kill of the movie, nothing that big to our core group really happens. True, exactly. And don't get me wrong, that's a big part of the core group right there, especially in this new trilogy that we're setting up. But still, like, that's it. The rest is basically bonus kills and what's going on. Well, even, like, the first couple times I saw it, like, the first, after the first time I saw it, I went kill blind. Because I thought, I remember, like, talking to you, being like, I can't believe Allison died. And you're like, Allison didn't die. And I was like, she didn't? I thought everyone died. Yeah, no, she didn't. She's alive, her and Lori at the end. Yeah, and also, I saw this in theaters, and then at home on Peacock, but theaters was a really fun time. I'm almost bummed you missed that, because it was cool to see the audience reaction, what worked, what didn't work, what played well, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it would have been fun to be able to go with you guys to see it, but sadly, you live like an hour away from me, and also that day was like fucking hectic. (laughs) Oh, understandable. Well, the biggest positive I have on this, and again, it doesn't really add to the story of this, but it's something I haven't really seen before. I talked to you a little bit about this, is I like that it's the aftermath of a slasher movie. That's what this feels like, and which we never see. Usually when we see it, it's at least a week, usually like six months later or something. like, town's still in mourning over the events on Halloween night 2018. Like, never, oh, that's still night, still that same night when everything's starting to come to light what's going on people are realizing their loved ones are missing trying to find the hospitals and chaos people don't know what to do misinformation spreading everywhere so i really like seeing that because it's something that probably would happen in any of these movies but we've just never seen really yeah it's a definitely a kind of a different take on it we've because we've seen movies where it's a, the continuation of like the same night but it's the sequel but it's not done in this kind of way No, your main characters are still dealing with it. The outside world still hasn't really come to grips with it, usually in those type. Right. Now, you might see a news blip or something like that, but in general, no. Yeah, usually, yeah, the outside... It's not like a known thing that, like, oh, Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees is on the loose, usually. Yeah, what about you? What are your semi-overall thoughts? It's definitely a middle movie. Yes. Um, it's very much like you said, it doesn't really progress the story a whole lot other than like you get a whole lot of great kills, which this movie is chock full of. And like you said, at the very end, sadly, Karen dies. And then like, but then everyone, you know, like almost died. That's where like you go kill blind in this movie of like, who's even left? Whereas like, at this, uh, this last watching I did before the show, I was like, I need to pay attention so hardcore about who's still around, who could be alive, who's definitely dead, you know. That was me doing Count of the Dead. Gives me a little bit of a, (laughs) like, purposeful edge on that, because I'm like, okay, well, they didn't die. They did die. Like, so on and so forth. 
Yeah, I cannot wait to get to the count of the dead of this episode to see where we're at. Oh, it's a big one. Let me tell you, it's a big oh, one. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, overall, the very first time I saw this, I was very like, oh, like, this is kind of what it is. I was like, but I wanted a lot more. And then I started thinking about the, then I went online a bunch and I saw, like, people talking about different things that they thought about it. A lot of people hated this movie. It seems I didn't hate it at all. This is a very split movie. I'm noticing a lot of like very mixed reaction. People seem to love it or hate it. Yeah. And I honestly, right now I would say I, I would say I semi love it. I wouldn't say I completely love it. I love parts. I hate parts. Some of the dialogue is weird, but then I also like take it as, it's a slasher movie with Michael Myers. How many of these have they made? It's something very different. I really like it. And that's not to say I think it's great. That's not to say that. But man, I really like it. Yeah, that's what I was all over the place. Where at one like at one point I was like, do I not like this movie? And then it brought me back to like, oh no, okay, yeah, no, I like this movie. Yeah. So you want you wanna hop into it? Yeah, um another kind of cold opening like the first uh like the Halloween twenty eighteen one. Yeah, for sure, and it picks you right back into it. That's it. Almost feels like deleted scenes. Some of it, because we have Cameron, who was Allison's boyfriend, who was kind of a dick in the last movie, aka a few hours ago. At this point, is walking around calling Oscar, his friend who got pulled, and he's leaving a message. And then we cut to him dead on the fence. Not Cameron, the guy from the last movie. Yeah, Oscar, the guy who was being fed guacamole in all kinds of sexy ways. Yes, exactly. He stumbles upon Hawkins. In my head, I'm like, he stumbles upon Hawkins' body, but no, Hawkins is still alive, which that was the kill I had to take away on the last count of the dead, was Hawkins. Yeah, which, that was a very big surprise for me, that he was actually still alive. I thought he was dead for sure. Oh, me too. Because if you think about the 2018 movie, after, um... The doctor Satane runs him over with he like kills he stabs him, then he runs him over with the car. He does run him over with the car. I forgot about that. So I'm guessing, but like watching it again after seeing this movie, I paid a lot of attention to that scene and I was like, it looks like he runs over his legs. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense because he doesn't use those this movie at all. So okay. Yeah. He just gets to lay there. He, the easiest acting job. He gets to lay there and do his lines and he's under a blanket and he's on a bed. Yes, not not a bad day at the office. But he finds him, and his neck is still bleeding, like that pulsing blood from the knife wound, and all he says is, he needs to die. Evil dies tonight! No, we didn't get that yet. That has not started yet. <laughs> Evil dies tonight! Ah! <laughs> we get to our first 1978 flashback. There's three or four of these throughout the movie, and I think two of them work, and then one of them, I'm like, I don't care about this. But this one works. I really enjoy the flashbacks, which is fucking insane. They have some fucking balls to go back to the 1978 movie and be like, we're adding more to this. Yeah, they don't change anything, but they add to it. Yeah, where they finally ex kind of explain how Michael got caught and he's like imprisoned. Yeah, which makes sense because after Halloween 2... Things are very different, but Halloween 2 doesn't exist in this timeline, so how did he get there? So this kind of answers all that. 
Yeah, which people have been asking since the 2018 movie came out. It's like, okay, but I wonder how they called him. And it was always just very, like, they never really said. You remember in the first one how there's that scene with the kids walking to school and they're like, wasn't it your grandma's brother? No, that was just some rumor people made up. So they're like, yeah, that's not the canon at all. Get over right. it. They have a line like that right here because young Hawkins and his partner are going into the house and his partner's like, I knew the kid growing up. Was he weird? Like, ripping like limbs off animals or anything he's like no he's pretty weird but nothing like that just snapped one day so that is them doing the same thing to the rob zombie version as that other example i gave oh yeah where it's like oh no he wasn't in like a serial killer factory of a house you know yeah so nothing like that but then we have like we cut to um we saw him chase him down which i just love seeing the pure white mask again looks right out of 1978 and then we cut to Lonnie being picked on by, that's what happens when you fuck with the Mulaney's, because I guess he stole a piece of candy from him or something? Yeah, they they were talking about, yeah, how dare you steal candy from us. But yeah, he has like one jawbreaker. And also, Lonnie, it's Halloween. Walk to a house. They're literally giving the stuff away. It reminded me of, you know, the, um like, cruddy family from the Always Sunny in Philadelphia show? Yeah. It reminded me of them, but like as children. Like those three. Uh, the McPoyles? Yeah, it's like the McPoyles, but when they were, like, ten. Okay, I can see it. But then, like, the cops are like, everyone go home, that guy, did you see a guy in a mask? He, he murdered three teenagers, so the kids run home, Lonnie's running home, trips and falls, and then Michael Myers is right there, and that's his encounter with Michael Myers that apparently traumatizes him for life. Yeah, where, it, yeah, work that kind of comes up later at the bar, like, and during the bar scene, where, like, Everyone else has some pretty major, like, encounters with Michael, and Lonnie's is, like, Michael, like, I mean, it's also, it is very terrifying when you know who he is, but all that really happens is Michael, like, walks up to Lonnie, Lonnie goes into, like, the fetal position and, like, cries, and then, like, disappears. Yeah, and I gotta, we'll talk about whether they all had traumatic incidents with Michael or not when we get there. Yeah. Basically, the short and simple of this, and we'll get to the part that I want to talk about, is they go up, like, through Michael's house, Michael kill grabs a partner, starts strangling him, Hawkins, again, rookie Hawkins here, shoots up Michael, but accidentally shoots his partner in the throat and kills him, Michael gets away. Yeah, which, uh, well, this is also, like, they keep bringing up, because the cop that just got shot by Haw young Hawkins is like, Oh, yeah, well, he always just loved to stare out his sister's window. And that becomes, like, a driving force in the movie as well of, like, they keep talking about, like, Michael staring out his sister's window. Because then the cop that gets shot goes up to the window, sees Michael's footprints. That's when Michael bursts out of nowhere. I don't care about this window thing. I get yeah. it. Look, Judith Myers was killed in front of it. Michael now kills this cop in front of it. More people die in front of it later. But this has never been a thing. No, it's a weird new thing there. Well, it's like this movie is like we don't have a whole lot to grasp onto as far as like plot or anything that like goes throughout the entire movie. So like any little thing we can grab onto, we have to. I guess so. Um, Hawkins can't shoot for shit except for when it comes to his partner's throat. Look, even if you've barely held a gun before and a guy's walking down the stairs and you're on top of the stairs leaning over the banister, wait till his head goes under where your gun is, dude. Yeah, and also, well, I don't know if you've ever done this, but how many times has, like, the killer had a person in front of them, but their head is, like, way off to the side, and the other person has a gun? They could so easily shoot him in the head, and this would all be over, 
But Michael's like literally like parallel behind him. Like you cannot see hardly any of them. Yeah. I guess he's just hoping for the best. He's just like, oh, I just here's some dumb luck. And then just is the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Michael seems to get lucky in these situations all the time. Oh, and definitely a lot in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but then we get Loomis. And man, huh. we were wrong. We thought it was a deep fake, like CGI and everything, like Star Wars style. No, I, did. I didn't think that. Oh, you didn't? I thought you told me that. No, I that that was someone else in the group chat. That wasn't me because I was like, no, because at first I was like, there's no way they had the budget to do a fucking Disney uh, Luke Skywalker or Carrie Fisher thing, you know? Yeah, but this is just what this guy looks like with a little bit of makeup added to it. It's wild. Yeah, well, uh, that's when I saw that he was appearing at like one of those monster like mania cons. And it's like, oh, the very first appearance, da da da, from uh, Halloween Kills, Dr. Loomis. And I was like, he does look a lot like him. Very much. Eerily like him. But they did add uh, uh, some prosthetics to him to make it spot on. But, you know, bravo for doing practical effects and not CGI. Yeah. And basically, so what happens here? Michael walks out the front door, which we'll cut back to in a second. Right. Loomis walks in the front door. Did he like, sup, walking past Michael as Michael's walking out? Like, what is yeah. this? It's really weird. Like, yeah, it's. I guess, like, at that point, Michael's surrounded by the cops, so Loomis peeks his head in. He's like, Did Michael kill? Did Michael kill again? I love. Did he kill again? Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe it's because he wants to put Michael down. He thinks he's the essence of pure evil, and he just wants someone to confirm, yes, he's out here killing. Yeah, which you already know. You've seen Loomis. Like, ten minutes ago, you shot him six times. Shoot him one more time. Yeah, but Michael is confronted by a platoon of police, and that's Whoa. where we cut to our opening credits. Well, and two, real quick, did you? I love, like, right before you, they cut to the opening credits, all the cops are, like, Michael's standing in the middle. All the cops are, like, in front of him with their guns drawn, and Loomis is just behind him. So if those cops shoot, Loomis is dead. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like you said, it does that. It's a cool, like, transition from that scene to the opening credits. I like how the new score that Carpenter did for this one is almost, like, operatic. Oh, it has, like, the choir in it, yeah. Yeah, and we got not just one cool pumpkin in the opening, we get multiple pumpkins. Yes, we do. I was proud of myself. I called it. I'm like, it's going to be on fire, this movie. Yeah, and it was so cool, and especially how, like, the um some of the last few are, like, dripping, they're, like, melting, it looks like. Yeah, it is really cool. And then we cut, after the opening credits, to open mic night at the bar. Also, I guess it's an open mic talent show? Yeah, because it's like, yeah, it's a, well, I also love that it's, like, um Mike's bar, and it's open mic night, but they spell it, like, the guy's name. Yeah, mix night. Yeah. So, there's these three girls singing. It's a talent show going on. This guy who's uh, dressed as a doctor and his wife dressed as a nurse are getting oh. irritated with the people behind him. It's the uh, couple, remember from the 2018, after Michael comes out of the house with the knife and with all the trick-or-treaters and the doctor is like, I forgot my stethoscope. And, like, the hot nurse goes running into the car. It's them. Holy shit, it is. Yep. Because Whoa. he keeps bringing up about that fucking stethoscope. 
Yeah, I didn't even think that. And you know what? They do reuse what seem like extras in the first one in this movie bigger again later on. So that makes sense. Which I appreciate so much because I've never gotten why they like one movie will set up all these great characters or at least all these characters. Not even that like they're always great, but that live in this certain town and the very next movie you never see them again. Yeah, it makes sense. And especially with this one being the same night, like. It'd be weird if we didn't see any repeats, I guess. Yeah, really. Yeah, but I love how, yeah, they're trying to, like, they seem, like, agitated. Like, she's kind of mad, like, because I guess something's going on at his job. Because he's like, you know what? Yeah, on Monday, I am going to go in and have a word with my boss. And she's like, you're going to punch him in the fucking face. And he's like, yep, that's what I'm going to do, honey. <laughs> yeah. Then the people who we don't know yet, but are, are the Michael Myers survivors coming behind him. They, he asked him to pipe down. And then the singing girls end, and look, it's Halloween night, right? Right. Everyone's at this open mic night, having a great time, it's fun, everyone's drinking, you know, celebration time, fun party, right? Exactly, yeah, I mean, this is, how many times have we talked about this is the kind of Halloween party I want to go to? Yeah, what the fuck, Tommy Doyle? Okay, so Lonnie asks, like, is the MC of the evening, and he, like, introduces the next guy. He's like, my good friend is an amazing bird whistler, Tommy Doyle. And then Tommy gets up there and is like, do you remember when people died in this town? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? It's a party! Evil lived in this town, and he killed my, he tried to kill my babysitter. See that woman over there? He killed her babysitter. See, that woman over there, Michael almost killed her. See, Lonnie? Lonnie, uh, Lonnie saw Michael Myers. <laughs> Michael walked near Lonnie. He became, he went within five feet of him. And Lonnie immediately just starts pissing again. Like, it's so traumatic. <laughs> Look, for real, they're like, yeah, there's, there's a guy singing with a ventriloquist trying to stop him from swearing. There's the singing mermaids, like... It's like, what is your talent, Tommy? Depressing people? Yeah, it's really weird. Well, then he's like, at the very end, he like salutes to Lori. Like, it's like a very like, okay, now let's get this party started again. It's like, well, it was going. Yeah. Um, I want to mention Tommy Doyle in this movie, uh, played by Anthony Michael Hall, from like all those great John Hughes movies from the 80s. Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. Like, Yeah, it is cool, Sam. He was um the... The, like, smart boy in Breakfast Club. Yeah, the, like, nerdy one that uh, tried to kill himself with a flare gun. Yes. Which is, I think might be my new favorite meme from this movie when it's Anthony Michael Hall from Breakfast Club. When he's sitting there, like, when they're smoking the joint and right before he starts crying. He's like, so evil doesn't die tonight? Fuck you! Fuck you! I know now we've had, this will be, what, our third person to play Tommy Doyle. Not counting the remake, so I guess our fourth oh. person to play Tommy Doyle, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, well, yeah, because, um, fuck, what, who is it that, Ryan Reynolds? No, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, that's who, yeah. Could you imagine if they had Paul Rudd back? Like, look at Anthony Michael Hall and Paul Rudd, like, side by side. Paul Rudd still looks like he's, like, 20-something. Yeah, I, I would have loved Paul Rudd being in Halloween Kills, I won't lie. But then it would have been more sad at the end if it was Paul Rudd. Yeah, very true. If he had come back for that. But I think also it's like he doesn't look old enough for the part. He'd have to continually being like, oh, no, I'm like 50 or 60 something, you know, like. True. After that, they're 
they're talking like the people who yelled at him earlier or a couple we talked about has now kind of befriended them by them around and then everyone's phone starts going off at once like an emergency alert and they turn the news up and it's about the bus crash and the murders but they're like authorities still believe no reason to link these two events oh yeah not at all the um criminally insane bus crashing and there's like two fugitives on the loose one of them's the penguin the other one's michael myers yes one look they show on the news these two faces right yeah well they kind of show it like they semi well, to show... them. oh yeah to them they do yes yeah so these people in universe see two pictures weird penguin man <laughs> and michael myers <laughs> This is Michael Myers. You know, the guy you were just talking about. He is famous. You've seen this man probably a thousand times. You know what I mean? Like, just in pictures, videos, specials, and stuff. They see who's who. That's why I'm calling so much bullshit on the later on scene at the hospital. The, that hospital scene is just so rough. Oh, yeah. You know, look, if this is a real thing, like, think about serial killers. If I ask anyone, hey, well, what did John Wayne Gacy kind of look like? They'll at least be able to tell me about the clown, you know? Oh, yeah, even, or if it's like, oh, it's a, he was kind of like a stocky, fat man with a little mustache. Yeah, so these people, especially who live in Haddonfield, know what Michael Myers looks like. Just because he wore a mask when he did the killings doesn't mean they didn't see, like, the trials and all the, like, 60-minute specials, I'm sure, that happened on him. Oh, fuck yeah, even, like, look back at, like, the Bundy trial. That was all over the news, like, in the 70s before the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah, so they know what he looks like, so there's no reason for that later on scene. No, it's, a, it's very much of, like, the crowd got whipped into a frenzy, and then it got way out of hand. By the way, Lonnie is Cameron's dad, we learn, because he gets a call from Cameron. It's like, Cameron's in trouble right when all this stuff starts going on. Everyone starts leaving, because Michael Myers is killing people. And the doctor and nurse couple go out, he forgets his stethoscope, runs back in. She runs back out, she's like, Michael Myers is in the back! And it is a man in white scrubs that you see getting to the front, and it's playing Figaro, Figaro, which is a fun <laughs> callback to the very 2018, the very beginning of that. Yeah, that one scene I love whenever they show Michael's mask and the one guy starts going, Figaro! Yeah, but they all think it's Michael, and Tommy Doyle, with the very first time this line is uttered in this movie... Evil dies tonight, grabs the yeah. bar baseball bat and goes out and just starts wailing on these people's car that has allegedly been <laughs> commandeered by Michael Myers. Yeah, they ha he has no idea. So far, the car is turned on and he starts hitting it with the bat. And of course, the like driver takes off. Well, I love the aid. Uh, uh, Tommy grabs old Huckleberry, the baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Which I enjoy. And then, yeah, I love the... She comes running back in. She's like, you know that guy on TV? Well, she that's also something I noticed. She goes, that guy on TV is in the back of my car. Oh, she might have... But she did tell her husband Michael Myers is in the car. But she is... They, they seem new to town. They don't know what Michael looks like whatsoever. Yeah, true. They might not. So I'm my thing is, like, where I see that, where everyone's like, oh, it's Michael. And why they kind of mistake is because they seem new into town and they just saw his picture on TV. So it's very easy to put the two together, I would believe. And then the car takes off, crashes, they get to it, it's empty. And then we see that it wasn't Michael. It was who we have dubbed the Penguin Man. I also want to point out that they just emptied out a bar. Like this is a group of 
people that have been sitting in this bar probably all night drinking during this talent show. It's also Halloween night, which is traumatic for quite a number of them. So you have to be thinking they're probably drinking quite a bit. Yes. This is almost like Halloween 4 all over again, where like the bar empties out of all like the rednecks that get in the back of the truck and they shoot Lon- uh, they shoot the wrong dude. Yes. But we also, we messed up in Beat for Beating It just because we covered the whole bar scene at once. Because after Tommy's speech, he goes, this one's for you, Lori, wherever you are. And then it cuts to Lori, Allison, and Karen in the back of the pickup truck. The whole scene we know from the trailer with the fire trucks go, it's like, no, let it burn! Right, where it it's kind of setting it up where, the, okay, these two events are happening at the exact same time. Yeah. And then, so the firemen get to the house, they get in, they're like, we got a gas-fed fire, come on, come on. Real quick, let's address the thing. Right. Anyone complaining that Michael Myers kills firefighters is just fucking insane. Michael Myers kills everybody. It's what fit the story. Firefighters go to the house, so he killed a bunch of them. It wasn't Michael Myers was going out picking off firefighters throughout the movie. No, not at all. Where, like, I saw the petition online where they're like, take out the fireman massacre. And as a person that has a dad who was a fireman for like 30 plus years professionally, I could, I don't care that Michael Myers is killing firemen. He kills a million cops. He kills children. He kills everybody. I even brought it up to my dad. I was like, did you hear about the petitions about like the firemen all mad? And he's like, I don't understand it whatsoever. And basically echoed what I just said. Like, Michael Myers kills everybody. I was going to ask you if your dad, like, mentioned about it at all. I was curious, like, since you have, obviously, more insight to the matter, I was curious what he thought. Yeah, I brought it up to him, and, yeah, he basically had the same, like, attitude as me of, like, who cares? Michael kills everyone. I was like, honestly, it's pretty cool to see firemen represented in a horror movie. Yeah, it's like the thing we always say, like... It's cool when someone who fits your mold gets killed in a slasher movie, you know? Yeah, not that you're ever, not that I'm sitting there being like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, murder all those firemen, you know? But it's cool to see Michael Myers versus firemen. Yeah, so they get in, one falls through the floor, and then, this is exit, because we're like, well, how's he survived the fire? He gets in the gun cabinet that has a garage door, because there's so many of them, to like keep himself safe. That guy falls down... Michael opens the thing, and you hear the guy goes, there's someone in here, which just feels so great. I don't know why I love that moment of him realizing I'm not alone in this burning basement. Yeah. Well, it also, um, it explains why we don't see Michael in the very last scene of 2018. Yeah, he was resourceful. But he got in there, he kills that guy, another guy reaches down to help who he thinks is his partner up, Michael grabs the hand, I'm assuming kills him because he doesn't come back out, but pulls himself out with him right and then we get that badass scene of what is it an axe that he's holding like whatever they're using uh michael myers is holding a halligan bar which my dad just recently retired from being a fireman so he got to bring home his halligan bar and i remember whenever i saw the very first trailer like of halloween kills and i saw the halligan bar i was like oh shit my dad has one of those i want to go pick it up just to see like what it's like number one it's a huge tool and it's heavy as shit. Oh, is it? Oh, it's super. That's like solid, heavy metal. Like, well, you think about it. They're prying doors open with that thing and whatnot. But like, yeah, it was so cool to see Michael step out onto the burning like porch with the Halligan bar. And then all the uh, 
firemen, like two of them have axes. One of them has like that giant saw that they uh, cut the holes in the roof to like vent the fire for and whatnot. Like one of them has the hose. Like what? It's really cool. Yeah, they turned the hose on them. I won't lie. This is a pretty weak pressured fire hose, though. Yeah, that's one thing I'm sitting there being like complete bullshit because like, I mean, even if you watch Jackass before, they've done stuff with fire hoses. Those things are fucking pressurized like hell. Oh, yeah. Like they use them in riots and stuff. Yeah, those will blast you back pretty far no matter how strong you are. Yeah, they, uh, he takes out the guy, the fireman with the uh, hose with the halogen bar. He takes out both of the axe firemen with the halogen bar. At that time, he throws it down because he goes, oh, that one has a cool saw. I want to use that tool. And so he kills the fireman with that cool, really, that big saw. He ends up killing like 10 firemen at the beginning of this. He kills all of them. There are no surviving firemen. I also like the first person camera shot getting hit with the bar is really yeah. cool, like through the mask and everything. And you can also like, because he like swings down with like the pick end of it. And you can see when it comes back out, like there's actually like holes in their faces and whatnot that hold for like a second. It's cool gore. Yeah, it is really good. In one thing I think would have been really awesome in this movie if we had seen it later, because it's canon that Michael drives vehicles. Yeah. If oh, I know where you're going with this. Michael Myers driving into downtown Haddonfield in a goddamn fire truck with all the lights on and shit. I would have been just like, oh, fucking Slayer. Like, <laughs> holy shit. You know, they would all hate it. I would love it. That would be awesome. Everyone would hate it, though. But man, I want to see that. I would be jumping up and down being like, holy shit, Michael Myers is driving a fire truck. <laughs> Quick side tangent that the newest Predator movie they made, apparently it was filmed and they even made action figures for it and everything, but they cut the scene of the Predators figuring out and driving the tanks and like <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm just picturing that with Michael Myers and I'm like, man, I wish we could have seen that. Oh, that would have been so cool. Um, we cut to the hospital after this where Lori, Karen, and Allison are there. Lori's instantly taken into surgery. Um, Allison is there like she's fine though she didn't really get injured and karen is just now coming to the realization how her husband is dead which again you don't normally see this aftermath in slasher movies because everyone's busy fighting for their life of once the grief sets in and everything yeah and i've also like heard people bring up that like oh they uh, bring up like the dead father like once or twice only it's like we're lucky that they brought him up at all a lot of times these movies could give a shit <laughs> And also, it's not like they're just relaxed now. Shit's still going down. Oh, yeah. This is still like DEFCON 4 or DEFCON 5 or whatever the highest one is. Like, everyone's on high alert. For sure. And so it makes total sense. Also, I love that we see Bracken again. Oh, yeah. Where um, Karen's sitting there being like, oh, yeah, my mom, Lori Strode and whatnot. Then Bracken leans over and she's like, he's like, Lori. And it's definitely like, it's the original actor. And then, but it's also funny because this guy has to be like 80 years old or something. Yeah. Well, he's not a cop anymore. He just works as a security guard now. But what kind of security guard is this guy where he's like, you stop, stop for the 80 year old man. Maybe that's why they <laughs> gave him a gun. So he's just trigger happy. That makes sense. And by the way, later, I know I'm jumping, but I think my favorite callback is him getting to say his line from the original again. And I fucking love it. That yeah. everyone's entitled to one good scare. I love when he gets to say that. 
And as far, like, I don't know, like, much else that that actor was in. He could have been in a lot more, and I just not know. But I know, didn't really know him from anything else than Halloween. And he doesn't do bad for, like, an old man actor for, like, delivering some of these lines and whatnot. Oh, definitely not. Um, the surgery scene on Laurie, if you ask me, is the most graphic bit in this movie. Oh, yeah, because they, like, it's not just, like, a tiny little surgery they do. They cut her, like, wide open to, like, it's it would actually probably like it would actually be. Oh, yeah, I, I was watched this with Razor Rob and Brandon, who've both been on the show, and Rob's, like, Rob was cringing so bad at the surgery scene, he's fine watching people get their eyes gouged out, throat slit, bash, the second, like, it's the clinical surgery, I see Rob go, ah! Yeah, it's just something about it where it's like, okay, uh... I'm not going to be a fireman getting killed by Michael Myers with a Halligan bar, but I could one day be in surgery. I guess at least you're not awake for it. That's the best part of it. Yeah. You won't see it. Which is also leads to like later what she's trying to do and like how she's trying to like get up and help is insane. It's like, no, you are just cut open completely. You need to rest and heal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to know fun fact? I don't have too many since it's a new movie, but I do have some. Yeah. So this is the very first Halloween movie where Laurie and Michael are both in it that they share no scenes together. Oh shit, that's right. Because most of, the, I mean, I don't think Laurie really leaves the hospital once she gets there. Correct, she does not. And Michael, now, even though they had, like for half the movie they keep wanting to say, like, Michael's coming to the hospital, he never shows up to the hospital. He doesn't. They play with the theme of the first one where, and also, real quick self-observation, the first 2018 was Laurie's movie. Right. This is Michael's movie. Oh, yeah. This is 100% Michael was like the star. And I like both of them, but they're two very different like centers. This one really is centered with Michael, and the first one is centered on Laurie. Yeah, and it's, it's an interesting. And if you're going to do that, I'm glad they picked the middle movie to do it. Yeah. Not that the middle movie doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter as much as the first or last. Exactly. But they do play with, like, is Michael really coming for Lori? And the, the when they're interviewing Karen and Allison, like, well, the doctor's actually who brought him. Like, he didn't go seek Lori out. He just put he just put her in his path. Well, yeah, like, it's, it's very, like you were saying earlier, it's like misinformation, where Karen thinks that Michael is after her mother. But Allison was in the back of the car when the doctor... Like when and make way for my patient, you know, <laughs> and so she actually knows what the deal is. So like every no one knows, no one's on the same page for like most of this movie, which I guess you wouldn't be because everyone's in such a huge panic. Like no one's really listening. Yeah. After that, we get we cut to Laurie Strode's neighbor's house. Oh, yeah. Do you know who this is? No, I do not. Do you remember the caretaker from the 2018 one that was talking about, like, I have a friend that has a cemetery in the next town over that has Bernie Mac? Yes, I do. That's her. Oh, okay. Because if you pay attention, in her driveway is a hearse. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense then. But I love her where, like, she's, like, she's still up. Like, she has her, like, robe on and whatnot. She's, like, kind of ready for bed, but she's still playing with her um hovercraft thing. Yeah, her little drone thing. Yeah, her drone. Her husband comes down being like, oh, but the ma the um, air mask that you they used to sleep, the sleep apnea mask, still smells like smoke from when your mother used it. It's like, oh, that's not my mom's menthols. That's Lori Strode's house. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, they're they're the closest house there, I guess. And she crashes her little hovercraft toy, and it goes into the other room, and something throws it back. Yeah, that's when they're like, what the fuck was that? Like, I love this couple. Like, there's a, a few good couples in this, like, little, like, small character things in this movie that I love. This is one of them, like, these two. Oh, there's three couples right now that I can name offhand that I really like. It's yeah. these two, it's uh, the doctor nurse, yeah. and it's Big John, Little John. Oh, Big John and Little John take, like, the prize for me. But yeah, those oh, three sure. are very good couples in this movie, and actually well-written. They're not just like, oh, hey, babe, why are you making all this, like, noise downstairs where we're not, like, banging? Yeah, they're not like that at all. The drone crashes into the doorway, and, like, it gets thrown out of the doorway, and they're like, what the fuck's that? And the husband goes to, like, check out what's going on. I love she grabs, like, a wine bottle. She's like, because she finished off a bottle of wine now. She's like, okay, I got this as a weapon. And he turns the light on, and Michael's in there bandaging up his hand from the 2018 one when he got his two fingers shot off. Yeah. So he's bandaging up his hand, but the light comes on, and Michael's afraid of the light, so he breaks it. <laughs> I do have light... No sooner flicks on than Michael just punches it out. Yeah, which it's a... And I love the reaction of the husband. He's like, oh shit, there's a fucking giant man in a mask in the bathroom. What is it? There's a big fella in there and he's wearing a monster mask. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was so great. Well, what is he want? I don't know, call the cops! Yeah, they're not doing like a lot of other people do. And couples do at the end of this, like towards the end of this movie, where they're like, let's go investigate ourselves. It's like, no, fucking, let's run away. <laughs> I do, I love his reaction. It is, it's probably the funniest moment. Then Michael, like, tears out after him and smashes his head through like a window. And then, like, the shard of glass that's sticking up pulls his neck over so the shard, like, impales his throat and everything. Yeah, and then, like, I had this, uh, something else I want to give props to this movie for is how many, like, 90% of horror movies, that guy would now be dead. Yeah. Or, like, if someone gets, like, one stab, someone gets injured, they're dead immediately. This movie, they're like, no, that's not how it actually is. They would be hurt a lot, and they would probably eventually die, but they wouldn't die, like, in that second. They would still yeah, suffer. Yeah, they're going to die, it just hasn't happened yet. Well, I love they play with that in this movie, where they're like, no, Michael is, like, fucking brutal, and he's still, like, torturing these people and stabbing them and shit. Yeah, because uh, he goes after the wife next, and he grabs, like, the fluorescent light that's above the sink, smashes it so it's, like, jagged edge, and, like, stabs her throat with it. Which, you want to talk about a kill you can almost feel? Like, any time I've dealt with those big, long tubes, I've always, like like had that little bit of panic in the back of my head of like don't break this and fall on it because it looks like it's gonna fucking like kill like it's gonna hurt so fucking bad and you deal with these lights from like every once in a while in your life sometimes and when she gets stabbed in the throat with that i was just so winced i was just like oh that's just so brutal oh for sure and then did you catch the sound it makes as the blood like drains into the bulb which is a yeah. really cool added effect it's like a kind of like a little crunchy, like, yeah, like, uh, filling up noise. And then another thing I do want to compliment this movie on is, as we've discussed, Michael has a flair for the dramatic. He likes posing his bodies around and kind of playing with the dead and everything. So he's getting his new kitchen butcher knife, like he always has. Right. But there's a knife rack, 
He drags the husband over, props him up over the counter, takes all the knives out, the ones that simply will not do, he stabs into him like he's a human knife rack until he finds the one he wants. But he's just filling this guy's back up with knives. Yeah, which is it's something that you usually would not see in this kind of movie, which, like you said, I loved. And the entire time, the wife is still alive watching this happen. Yeah, she's slowly dying, but yes. Yeah, like, she can't move, and like you said, yeah, she's slowly dying, but she's still, like, conscious for that moment of, like, oh, yeah, my husband now has five knives sticking out of his back. Yeah. So back at the hospital, um, Alice and Karen find out that Michael's still alive. They... Probably, rightfully, do not tell Lori. Nope, just let her think we got him. <laughs> That's all yeah. you need to do. Right now, Lori, you need to recover. Like, yes, we got Michael. Like, was that going to make you feel better? Which you have to, like, think about from Lori's point of view. How happy was she in that, like, ten minutes that she thought Michael was dead? Oh, she looks so happy when she's talking to Karen. like, we got him! Yes, we did! He's dead! Like, she looks so happy. Oh, yeah. She has this look on her face, and even in her voice, she's like, we fucking got him! Like... Yeah. Cameron shows up, uh, Lonnie's kid, Allison's boyfriend, maybe ex, I don't know where they stand. Doesn't matter, he's not alive for too much longer, but shows up, and he, like, kind of recruits Allison, like, we're going with Tommy Doyle, we're going to hunt him down. <laughs> look, is it just me, or does it feel like Tommy Doyle grew up to be the town crazy? Oh, yeah, we were like him and Laurie Strode were both like, oh, God, like there's this like group of people in this town. They're like, those are the people from the 78 massacre that survived. Like, maybe just steal, steer clear of them. Like, and Laurie, I 100% get. Did Tommy actually run into Michael in that original movie? Yeah, he saw, well, he saw him like little bits throughout the night because he kept yeah, talking about and the earlier man. in the day. That's like, right. Yeah. Yeah, whenever, because he, uh, remember Lori's bent down, and she's like, I killed him, and he's like, you can't kill the boogeyman, and then she, they turn around, and Michael's right there. That's right, okay. I would almost guess then that, like, I mean, I know Tommy went through more than Lonnie did, but they were probably about the same distance from Michael. Yeah, exactly, like, look, Tommy, I don't get his, like, he's gonna get out thing, like, Lori's I get, she's traumatized. Yeah. But yeah, so they show up and recruit Cam. I mean, Cameron shows up and recruits Allison, and she leaves the knife that she took from Michael like on Lori's bed for her. I don't know why. It's not like she gets to use it. Yeah, and it's also not like this is like Michael's original knife from '78. It's just a random. I think is this the knife that was cutting ham? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the one that he got on in the 2018 movie. So yes. Also, really quick side note: I love that Cameron is still in the dress. Yeah, whole movie. I don't think he changes, does he? Because no, he doesn't no, have time he for that. Dressed the whole time, and Allison is still in her costume as well. Yes, which it makes so much sense because it's still the same night. I'm glad they kind of have that. Yeah, and you think about like, okay, you're not really gonna like so much shit is happening. You're not gonna care what you're wearing. Yeah, not at all. Five minutes. You're not gonna take like, oh, let's go home and change and get into some different clothes for this quote unquote movie. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah. So Tommy's pretty much assembled a militia at this point. It shows him going out to recruit random other people at gas stations and stuff. And this car without him is Lindsay, the nurse and doctor couple from the bar, and the original nurse from right. 1978. Oh, real That's quick, this I car. Wanna, I want to mention uh, Lindsay is the original uh, actress that played Lindsay in the 78 movie. 
I did notice that, and that set me up for a bit of disappointment because I, I thought everyone was the original actor then. Yeah, but I also did. Do you know about her like career, like after, like she became one of those like real housewives of like whatever, like on the reality shows? No, I didn't. Yeah, she became of like one of those like uh, like reality show wives or whatnot, where it's like, oh, there's all the drama and whatnot. Which at first I was like, oh no. But she actually does great. It's none of oh. that like kind of shit. Well, all of that's acting anyway, so she's still experienced. Well, I mean, yeah, you're very yeah, that's very true. Where it's like they're uh if anything, she's been doing this for so long. What was she on? I'm not even sure. Beverly Hills. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Something I would never watch, and you would never think that Lindsay Wallace showed up like on that. Yeah, it is weird. I want to know, like, I do want to see, like, look up clips of it, though, to see if, like, whenever they're, like, doing their, like, girl fights or whatever, if any of them ever bring up, like, well, you were in that shitty Halloween movie, like. Well, no one calls the original shitty, let's be real. But they might. They don't know. fuck them, then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they stop at this playground because they see the kids out there, and these are the same kids who we saw prank Big John and Little John earlier. Real quick, oh. very funny, fake razor blade in the candy thing and stole all their candy. Oh, did we already? Okay, because I want to mention then, like, the Big John, Little John, like, reveal. Little John is downstairs, like, making a charcuterie board that my wife loves to do, and she makes amazing ones. But it's, like, an art form, kind of, where, like, it's not just throw them on a plate. Like, you want to arrange it in a certain way. Like, it matters to the person, like, making it. Yes. And I love, like, Big John is upstairs, like, smoking weed and, like, listening to old Halloween records and, like, dancing around in his robe. I love Big John. He makes me laugh the whole like, time. Big, like, Big John is, like, what I would be doing on Halloween, but I'm, like, drinking old Germans. I'm, like, up there, like, drinking, like, a couple beers and dancing around in my robe. I'm, like, fuck yeah, Halloween. <laughs> yeah. But they, they stumble upon the kids who pranked them earlier. And, oh, by the way, one more thing about them. They live in Michael Myers' old house, which makes so much sense now. Because back in the day, you have, like, a horrible murder happen in a house. They're knocking it down. Now, if a horrible tragedy happens in a house, almost your value goes up. Because someone's going to buy it for that reason. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I know it's not a real murder house, but, like, look at the uh, Buffalo Bill house from Sons of the Lambs. Like, those people bought that, and they turned it into a bed and breakfast. Oh, yeah, which one day I'm convinced we're going to stay there and record our Silence of the Lambs episode. Yeah, we need to hold off on Silence of the Lambs until we can, like, scrounge up enough money to spend at least two hours there. <laughs> yes. But, so, they stop at the playground because they see these kids there, and... They're out there like, what are you doing? Uh, it's Halloween. Lindsay's out there talking to him. Yeah. And they start talking about this. There's this weird guy in a white mask who keeps trying to scare us. Like, we're not three years old. We're not afraid. Like, where? And they're like, oh, there he is. Hello. Because they think it's some weird guy messing with them. And it's Michael, obviously. Yeah, and he's right behind the SUV that Lindsay was driving. And why the driver got out to investigate, I don't know. Why didn't one of the other people get out? Or at least have someone else hop into the driver's seat then in case you need to make a getaway. Yeah, because they're so prepared up until they, they're they supposed to be and then they're not. Michael, like Halloween 1, is on top of the car and the nurse isn't falling for this shit again. She starts shooting the gun up at the top of the car and everything. Well, no, she's shooting out the windows. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Shoot up. He's up. Yeah, you don't remember how this went last time? Yeah. 
Which, um, uh, there is a little fun fact I've learned about the original 78 Halloween. What? Um, you know when, uh, he, Michael's up on top of the, like, um, station wagon and he breaks the window out with his hand? Yeah. I always saw something on his palm and I could never see exactly what it was. Um, it's a wrench. Yeah. And so the window would crack. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was like something, but I never knew exactly what it was. But they couldn't get the window to break right, so they literally put a wrench in his hand. Yep, and it goes up the sleeve and everything. Yeah, I never knew that. Like, I was like, oh shit, I'm still learning new stuff about 78. Yeah, there's so much trivia on that movie. It's awesome. He gets down and he stabs the original nurse while she's in the car. And Michael stabs the guy dressed as a doctor who is a nurse in the eye. This eye stab didn't bother me. There's one later that gets me bad. Oh, well, um, he finally, this, for two movies now, he's been talking about the stethoscope. He finally put it to use where he wraps it around Michael's neck and he's like, yeah, I'm going to save the day. And then, of course, Michael just turns around and is like, nope. And it's not even like it was like really forceful, it doesn't seem. He just kind of like slides the knife into his eye and skull. <laughs> yeah, which would be worse, to be honest. And then we get the kill that honestly had the biggest reaction oh. in the theater when I was there. From me, too, the first time I saw it. Because I was like, oh, shit! Like, that's fucking awesome! Yeah, because the woman who's dressed as the sexy nurse gets out with a desert fucking eagle and starts shooting at Michael. Real quick, that's, like, quick scene of her, like, she's, like, marching towards Michael shooting that desert eagle gun, but she's in the sexy nurse outfit. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> And then she almost gets him, gets close. Michael swings the door out and hits her, and it spins the gun around, and she ends up shooting herself in the head. And the whole crowd was like, oh, when that yeah. happened. Because it's, a, once again, it reminded me kind of like Halloween 4, when Michael Myers picks up the uh, double-barrel shotgun. Yes. And it looks like for a second he's going to shoot it. But then he uses it and, like, stabs through, um, what's her name? I think it's Cops Do It By The Book Girl. And, like, yes. shoves her into the wall. So this is, like, another time Michael has killed somebody with a gun, but not in the traditional way. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Halloween 4 in that, because another fun fact is this is the very first time Michael's ever killed somebody with a bullet. I was going to oh. say, he has killed someone with a gun, but it was from shoving it through them. Yes. This is the very first Michael Myers kill that has actually come from a bullet. But that is very nice piece of trivia. Thank you. I like that. Don't thank the internet. I was looking some stuff up. No, I'm like, oh, thank, there we go. Thank you, Greg of the Dead. And then he starts choking Lindsay, but she, like, smushes his mask kind of over his face. He can't see, and she gets away. Well, I don't know if it was uh, that the fact of... I, I took it as he can't stand to have his mask off. So he's like, I would rather let her go, put my mask back on right, and then go after her again than have it taken off completely. Yeah, sure. That, that honestly probably is right. That's what I kind of took it as, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to spend much time on this, but uh, Lori gets a roommate at Hawkins. Well, also, real quick, um, just to mention it, I love the scene where Lindsay's hiding from Michael, and you just see Michael just, like, walking around. Because how often do you actually, like, you? it's very rare you get to just see Michael for this long. Just walking around, trying to figure out where she is, then he's, like, kind of gives up on finding her and just walks away but you see all of it happen that happens he's gone hawkins gets put in laurie's room and then the tommy doyle search party finds the playground bodies and then the lawny party pulls up and sees them and michael 
in his typical fashion, has put masks on all the bodies and propped them up on the merry-go-round, hung one with the swing set, and they find Lindsay and take her to the hospital. Yeah, and all three masks used in the scene are Halloween 3 masks. Yes, they are. That's the other example I gave of extras from the first movie having a big role in this one. Did you see um, Jason Bloom talking about Halloween 3? Yes, I did that he'd love to do a sequel just to Season of the Witch. Yeah, where he's like, I'm completely open to it, let's go kind of thing. And I would be like, oh my fucking god. Jason Bloom, if you're listening, and you do this, my offer to the Womp Stomp guys extends to you now. I will suck your dick so good if you make a Halloween 3 Part 2. Oh my god. I'm sure he may take you up on this. I w- it's worth it. I don't care. I want to know what happens. I want more Irish, like, Halloween shit. <laughs> we get this whole drawn-out scene. I won't lie. This is... All these scenes make take a major dip for me. Like, right after something awesome. The Frank and Laurie in the hospital scenes, like, I'm not into. Frank slash Hawkins, same guy. Okay. Like, I... They just get really old and well, boring. Yeah, it's a, it kind of sets up like a semi-relationship for them. And then it does a callback to um, Lonnie Anderson. No, it wasn't Lonnie Anderson. Ooh. Or was it? No, not no. Lonnie. Who's the boyfriend? Remember when uh, Lori's talking to what's-her-name from uh, the 78 one, and they're like, oh, oh Ben Tramer. That's it. Uh, okay. It uh, it does have a cool little Ben Tramer callback of like Hawkins was like I liked you but I know you like Ben Tramer, but then the nurse comes in and is like Oh you're awake good like I'm gonna give you some uh pain re- like some pain medication, and it's really weird how Lori's like Hey nurse, hook up my buddy over here with a double dose, and it's like Um ma'am we cannot medically do that Um he could maybe <laughs> OD also. If you haven't noticed, we might have to ration some of this medication, so why don't you just lay back in bed? Exactly. Because Tommy took Lindsay back to the hospital. He's at the hospital when all the craziness starts going, and we get the whole hospital starts chanting the evil dies tonight as he rallies the troops. Yeah, this is really like, and this is where, um, uh, we've seen him a couple times, but Cowboy Hat Sheriff comes back into play. And is once again completely useless. Like, you're the head of the police. I'm guessing he's the sheriff. Yes. So get everyone in control. Get your police officers in there. Get them, like, everyone under control. Stop this riot from happening. He ends up just, like, running around with them and yelling. He can't get any of this under control. He is. He might be my least favorite character from this movie. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to pick one out. I like off the top of my head because I remember not like him and liking him in 2018 and I didn't like him in this one because even later on like he's like sitting on the stairs looking sad but he's just looking sad down on his at his cowboy hat that got trampled I don't think it's because his hat got trampled I think it's like oh no what what have we done but I care so little about the character I'm like if no I'm gonna make him so dumb that he's like no I my hat's dead <laughs> I <Michael laughs> killed my hat that's another victim. Yeah. Um, Tommy runs into Lori's room because he found finds her there. He's like, Michael's alive, but we're going to kill him. I'm gonna you protected me, now I'm protecting you. And basically runs out, still holding this stupid fucking bat. And why did you even tell her? She was happy for a little bit. Yeah, and leave her alone. Why are yeah, why are you involving her whatsoever? 
Like, go do what you're going to do. Why are you seeking out Lori Strode that just got out of surgery to get her all riled up again? I like to picture Lori just came out of surgery, and she clearly must think she's hallucinating because the boy she used to babysit just ran into her room with a baseball bat talking about a guy she's been terrified of for her whole life and that he's going to kill him. He's like, she's like a, oh, hi, Tommy. Do you want to carve pumpkins and watch scary movies? I'll read you a comic book. And she, like, passes out. <laughs> but so that's going on. And we cut back to the Myers house. And Big John and Little John hear a knock. And they're like, someone's at the back door. They go and check it and no one's there. And they hear a knock from the other side of the house. They go, well, now someone's at the front door. Yeah. And they're both quite creeped out at this point. Yeah, what I love is and Little John's like, fuck this. He's like, I'm done with Halloween tonight. We already got pranked hardcore. Where these kids basically broke and entered into our house to steal our, like, bowl of candy. It was so late at night. They even mentioned how late at night it was. They probably would have just given you all the candy if you asked. Yeah, but when they're checking the front door, he goes, no one's there. And he's still creeped out. Like, you locked the back door, right? He goes <laughs> back to check, and the door is ajar, and there's blood smear right on the door frame. Yeah. And he goes, Big John, there's someone in our house, and it's not a child. There's, like, three fingerprints from, like, Michael's fucked up hand on the door thing. It's really yeah. cool. We should mention that anyone who was a fan of Mad TV... Oh, yeah. Um, I don't remember which one's which. Either Big or Little John was Stuart from Mad TV. Mommy says chocolate ding-dongs look like cream-filled poo. Yeah, so that's him. Yeah, uh, uh, fuck. What was this? Anthony McDonald, I think? I forget now. Michael, Michael McDonald. McDonald? Yeah. Michael McDonald. But he showed he shows up every once in a while and things, and I'm always, no matter what he's in, it's like, oh shit, it's Stuart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, at the hospital cuts, because then it cuts away from them, um, the other escape patient from the mental facility shows up, and everyone's like, is that him? Is that Michael Myers? He's just yelling, help me! You know what the news should have done? They're like, hey, there are two escaped people from this bus. One is very sick, and he needs our help, and we need to get him his medicine. If you see him, do not chase him down. Alert authorities, and we will get him the help he needs. This other man, if you see him, run for your fucking life. So that yeah. way they can separate the two. Make a distinction between the guy that is just like has like some mental health issues and the fucking deranged serial killer. Yeah. So, but everyone's like, "That's him. That's him." Oh, Michael Myers is a giant. It's not him. Yeah. The entire time, and I'm so fucking mad that Razor Rob had to bring it up in the group chat, like minutes before the podcast came up they're like oh he looks like the danny devito penguin because i was like god damn it i came up with that like two days ago if it makes you feel any better i didn't talk to you and i thought i was going to be clever bringing that up as well i'm pretty sure everyone thinks this guy looks like danny devito penguin anytime you see him running away i just keep going it doesn't help that he kind of walks like sidestepped and everything like that too but also, I was thinking, how cool would it have been if this guy was also, like, a deranged psychopath killer? But we don't know anything about him. So, like, Karen goes in to be like, hey, I'm going to help you. Like, I, like I, let me help hide you. And he, like, fucking, like, brutally murders her as well. Well, I think that's what they set you up to think was a possibility. Like, because there was that tension when she first goes up to him and everything. 
Yeah, where I love where she's like, it's okay. And then as soon as she like kind of holds his hand, she's like, okay, come on, let's go. And then I love she gets him into that room and she's like, okay, let go of my hand now. <laughs> yeah, we, sh- we should mention the whole hospital's trying to kill him. They think yeah. it's Michael and are chasing after him as she's doing this. Karen knows it's not him. She tries to help him. Lori's trying to yell, that's not him. She gets like kind of kicked in the stomach where she just had surgery. So Lori's out the rest of the movie. Yeah, and, like, later on, Karen gets pushed down the stairs, like, well, almost pushed down the stairs by, like, a doctor. Yeah, and then other people fall down the stairs, like, because it just breaks into absolute chaos. And it literally looks like hundreds of people are chasing after the penguin. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, Lori gets up there and, like, kind of barricades him in the hallway with two door locks, but, like, with doors with windows so people can see him. Uh, The mob makes its way up there. And I feel so bad for this dude because all these people are chanting evil dies tonight at him. He has no idea what this means. He also clearly has some mental problem, health problems. And so, like, he's like, why are these people chanting and trying to kill me? Anyone would be like that, but especially him. So he breaks open the window, climbs out, and jumps to his death. And this death threat, I think, is shot so cool because it switches to first-person cam, but right on impact, it washes over red for, like, half a second yeah you almost miss it but it's so cool the way it's done cool seems like the wrong word but you get what i mean oh yeah it's really awesome the way they shot it yeah yeah then you get and a lot of times they would never show the body they would be like oh yep he died no they then cut to him twitching while his brain is exposed and every limb is broken yeah one's detached like there's pieces of them all over Oh yeah, and his head looks like a like a watermelon. Like got it was like a Gallagher watermelon. Yeah. During all this chaos, so <laughs> Lori says it's all happening. This is Michael's masterpiece. Look what he's turned us into. Look, I get the it's a, look what he's turned us into. That line I get, but the it's all happening. This is Michael's masterpiece. Michael Myers is not the Joker, okay? Like, he's not trying to incite a little anarchy in the town. He just wants to kill everything. Yeah, it's, he's not some people want to watch the world burn. It just no. so happens that Michael's madness is like... I took it as like Michael's madness has now, like, infected the entire town and everyone's gone insane. I get that. I think it was just conveyed weird, like it seems yeah. like this is his master plan all along. I'm like, no, he's a very simple I see, I kill type. So like I would so like uh, Halloween end starts and like the man in black steps out and they're like fuck you it's called a thorn again like no no more man in black ever please like it shows Michael's wrist and like for, for the last two movies there was no tattoo now there's a tattoo no please please not and then when she's talking and saying about how it's Michael's masterpiece we get Hawkins having another flashback about how he saved Michael from Loomis. And he's saying, it's all my fault. It showed Loomis was about to put him down and Hawkins grabbed like his hand and threw it in the air. So he shot into the air and didn't point blank kill Michael. Yeah. So all of those police officers were just standing around being like, we're fine with this. Go ahead, Loomis. Which they probably would. I, you know, maybe not officially on the books, but yeah. Because Bracca's daughter got killed. Yeah. And he was the sheriff. So they were probably, yeah, you're right. They were probably all like. Yeah, fuck him. Like, he took out, like, kind of one of our own. Then we also get this, like, thing of the sheriff at the time, like, okay, give me your gun. Here, take it. As far as we know, your partner shot himself and he's trying to get shot at Michael. 
you had the right intention. This is the flashback part. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't know care about how uh, Hawkins procedurally didn't get in trouble for this. I don't care about this part. Jump ahead. I am kind of the opposite. I'm glad that they threw that in there. I see that as one of those throwaway little lines of explaining like, okay, in the last scene we saw Hawkins kill his partner. And then now what? Hawkins is the sheriff? What happened there? I'm glad that they put that little thing of there in there of like, oh, this was back in the 70s when you could easily cover something like this up. It's not like today when there's body cams, there's dash cams, there's like they can, uh, oh, well, this specific bullet is for this specific gun, you know. Fair. Uh, look, dash cams are good in all cases except for Michael Myers. Yeah. And then so we get all of that. So this is, look, Lonnie, Cameron, and Allison are still out there hunting, you know, and Lonnie comes up with, look here, look at where we found all the bodies. It's a straight line right to Michael Myers' childhood house. I don't think you needed to plot out where you're finding the bodies. You could have said, guys, let's take two seconds and think, where do we think he's going? That, that would have worked just as well as pulling out your map, marking what bodies you found where and drawing a straight line. Yeah, because honestly, there are bodies everywhere. Yeah, no, he's going home. That's where he's going. But I am so glad that they brought the Myers house back for this movie. I missed the Myers house in the 2018 movie so much. Like, the entire movie, I kept being like, I hope they go to the Myers house, or at least, like, show it. And they never did. And so I'm so glad in this one you get to see so much of the Myers house. And it's, like, fucking spot on. I am, too. And so they all show up there, and Lonnie has them wait in the car. He goes inside. Pretty quickly after getting in, though, you hear a gunshot, and Cameron and Allison hop out of the car, both packing heat going in after him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Lonnie does this big thing. He's like, it's him and his son. He's like, I'll see you at the finish line there, champ. And he goes in. Dad's not in there two minutes before, like, we hear a gunshot. And here comes the kids. And, like, Lonnie's dead immediately as soon as he goes in that house. Yeah, because Michael doesn't want any intruders. We should have mentioned about Michael killing Big John and Little John. Because this movie jumps around so much. So if I miss anything, it's not on purpose. Because the first kill i don't know why this is so brutal to me i know what the second part is he stabs him in the armpit which yeah. i don't know why that seems so like unsettling I'm like, oh i feel like that's painful because you never think about getting stabbed in the armpit and i never i mean it's probably happened in movies before but i can't i can't think of one and so you're like oh that's a new stab place that's true and then how I said the eye stab didn't get yeah. me earlier, this unsettled me. I don't like eye shit, people. Michael grabs his head, starts squeezing, and then squeezes his thumbs into his eye sockets, and they, like, gush out eye jelly and blood around his thumbs, and it's, I did not care for that in the slightest, but well done. If you can make me feel like that, good job. Oh, yeah, so many of these movies, once again, would not, they would kind of show the eyes going, like, the fingers going into the eyes, then cut away. You see the eyeballs pop out of the sockets and melt down his face. Yeah, it's gross and disgusting. And then Stuart John comes over to the house, sees the other one dead on the floor, and then sees Michael standing looking out his favorite window again. And he just says, Michael, you're home, I guess because... He puts two and two together right? and cuts the outside of the house camera shot and Michael walks towards him and you hear a scream. 
Yeah, but at that point, why did Little John not just run away? Like, I guess that he was just standing there, just like, oh, well, like, my, I don't, I'm guessing they're husbands. I don't know if they're husbands or boyfriends. I'm guessing husbands by the age his, of His them. partner, at least, yeah. Yeah, their partner. Whereas, like, I'm guessing it's like, well, my partner's dead. Where it's always like, who gives a fuck now? Like, it's also probably the shock of it all. You know what yeah. I mean? If I walked in and Liz was dead and, like, the killer was standing right there, I'd probably be like, well, fucking goddamn, what am I going to do now? Like, <laughs> Cameron and Allison running after him. They check the closet that everyone checks in these movies, and they fire at an innocent jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, which was not there, because earlier when Big John and Little John were doing the sweep of the house, they looked in that closet, and nothing was in there. There was no pumpkin. So Michael Myers put a pumpkin in the closet just to, I guess, fuck with him? Michael's doing his Michael stuff, you know. Yeah, he's doing his his flair for the dramatic. Yeah, they go upstairs, and they find the dead Johns, and then... Look, right when you find the bodies, do you know what you don't do? They split up as soon as they find the dead bodies. Which I want to say, Michael Myers is LGBTQ positive because he poses the couple together. He puts on their favorite song. He poses them just like they were in the picture. When I had it for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know what? For Michael Myers kind of being locked up since the 70s, very good on Michael. Where, like, he took the time to see the picture of them together in, like, a loving embrace and was like, oh, they're together. That's so sweet. I'm going to murder the fuck out of you, but you know what? I'll put you together. Yeah, I'll recreate this pose with your corpses. Which, which he does. 100% yeah. he recreates the pose. Which you, I want to see the uh, version where my Michael Myers is looking at the picture of them together and is like, okay, now let's... He was here, and he was here. Now, the arm was more like this. <laughs> I would love to see a cut of all the Halloween movies of Michael, like, posing all the bodies the way he does. Yeah, or, like, it's like Jason as well. Like, the amount of time that he spends, like, stringing people in trees so that you can, like, fall right when someone runs by. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought up Jason, not like we don't almost every episode, but did this Michael in this movie feel a little Jason-esque to you? And maybe that's why some, like, Halloween purists hate it, but I really enjoy it. Oh, I wonder why that's why I love it so much. It's because you're he right. is kind it's of very indiscriminately like, killing war machine. Yeah, I think that might be why some just just Halloween purists don't like it. Yeah, because Michael was always he's always been the one where it's uh you know Freddy Krueger is like a dream demon. Uh, Jason Voorhees is like a zombie killer, and Michael Myers is guy in jumpsuit with knife. Yeah, and Michael's typically is slower. Like, oh, pick a target and stalk it. And if other people cross his path, as long as they don't get in his way of what he's trying to do, we'll typically leave him alone in previous movies. This one, he's just more killing everything. This in 2018. like, So I wonder if that's why I like it so much. Yeah, like he sees a person and he's like, okay, I see you and you're living. I must stop that. Not like, yeah. oh, there's Lori or there's Jamie. Like, I'm going to stalk them for the entire movie. And even when, like you said, someone will try to get in their way. There's several times in the series, like, he's tried to just, like, kind of, like, throw them to the side and not even have anything to do with them, not wanting to kill them. Yeah, he doesn't care about them. But that's all. That's just something that occurred to me. I was curious what you thought about that. That's a good That's a good point. They find the Johns. They split up. Cameron feels blood drip on him and looks up and finds Lottie, Lonnie stuffed dead in the attic pull-down thing. Yeah, and he he's like, he's like, oh, fuck, Dad. And then... 
out of the closet right in front of him. Michael Myers bursts out of it and is immediately like on top of him. Yeah, that's the right word. He bursts out of that closet and just is on him instantly. And this, if you think of it, how many of these movies would like, because at first, like, he, Cameron's going up to that closet to be like, because it's kind of like moving a little bit. There's a little bit of sound. And then he gets like distracted by the blood from his dad. But how many movies would just go like, okay, now he goes and opens the closet and he's not there. But he's in the room right beside you. Like, yeah. you never see it where like, okay, I think he's in there. And the killer is actually in there. Yeah. Uh, he brutalizes Cameron. He's beating the hell out of him. He's smacking him against the wall, throwing him on the ground, shoves his he- like head through like the stair banister thing. He's like smacking it back and forth between planks of wood. He's killing him in maybe one of the worst ways in this movie. I forget where I like read this at, but someone I think it was just a random Twitter thing, and it makes complete sense. It's like a cat that's just playing with a mouse before he kills it. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, honestly. Allison comes out and tries to save him, is thrown down the stairs right away, and then she, like, kind of distracts him, like, no, come after me, and he does. He starts walking down the stairs, but on the way down, her distraction didn't work, because he looks over and just snaps his neck on the way down. Yeah, because Cameron was still, like, semi-alive, and then Michael's yeah. like, nah-uh-uh. He's dead. Gets down there. She tries to fight back a little bit with the knife, She's about to be killed, and she's saved by Karen with the pitchfork. Yeah, I love how she's like, at first it's like, because Michael's like flipped the knife around, and it's like almost going into her chest, and Alan's like, do it! Do it! And then she like looks behind Michael and is like, do it! And then here comes Karen with the pitchfork, like you said, it's so badass. And at this it point, is cool. like, Michael's been put through so much shit. Now he's like, He's gotten his fingers blown off. He's been caught on fire. He's been, like, brutalized through this movie as well. And now he's got a pitchfork in his back. They teased that pitchfork the whole movie, too. Every time it showed this house, that pitchfork was in the camera frame. Well, even Big John, the one time, like, tapped it with his, like, golf club when he was trying to scare the kids away. Yeah. But, yeah, then he, like, so Michael, like, falls onto the stairs, and then Karen fucking curb stomps him. Yeah, hard. Karen gets some damage on him, and then she takes his mask off, and he gets up, and she, like, distracts him away from Alice, and she's like, you want your mask? Come get it, pretty much, and then he chases her. I love that they play the original theme over this chase, too. Oh, yeah, that was a night. Anytime that original, I get, like, goosebumps. And don't get me wrong, I love the new music Carpenter's made for these past two movies, but when they use that original theme right, it's perfect. Yes, very much so. Also, unmasked Michael chasing her down, like, is pretty cool, too. Yeah, because I like how they do did it as well, because they're still not really showing you his face. He's still in the shadows. He's still being the shape. Yes. And then Michael, like, I, I, the only little thing, I wish they would have had this big fight scene in front of the Myers house. Why they had to go one street over, I don't know. I think so he didn't see it coming. Maybe, yeah, because they were talking earlier about, like, we need to play this, like, he plays it, where, like, you think he's over here, but you jump out from, like, over here. This was kind of a callback to the last movie, too, because when he gets, like, to that other street, he finds his mask on the ground, and then the lights click on, and, like, half the town's there to kill him. She says, gotcha, again, like she did right before she shot him in the last movie. Yeah, and I gotta say, I love this scene right here, like, this part of the scene, where, like, Okay, 
Michael, like, it kind of goes into, like, semi-slow-mo. The music kicks on. Michael bends down, puts his mask back on, and he's like, okay, let's fucking do this. If you guys want to hear the soundtrack, this song is called Unkillable from the Halloween Kill soundtrack. It's my favorite new addition to the soundtracks. It's great when this is going on. So he reaches down, and it's just so cool when he's putting the mask on. And then Bracken, like I mentioned earlier, says, Happy Halloween, Michael! Guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, like right when he walked into the trap. And I was so happy he got to do that. Yeah, that was a great like little one-liner. But I want to say, why does nobody in this town have guns? Why do they have like baseball bats and like metal pipes? One lady has an iron. <laughs> there are a couple guns in this scene. There's there's probably like four or five people that we see with guns here. Yeah, but like, and no, then why don't they just like stand to one side, everyone else move, shoot, shoot them head to toe? I think in their mind, there's no way Michael gets out of this alive, and they fucking hate him, and they want to beat him down. Oh, they're like taking out their anger for like what the, he's done to their town. Yeah, I think that's it. Like everyone here knows someone who's been killed by this guy probably at this point. So. It's the, they just want to destroy him. And in their minds, think logically, if you had 40 people lined up against one 70-year-old man, you're not thinking you even need the gun. Right. Yeah, very true. I also love, like, when the fight scene kind of starts, where, like, they're like, okay, let's do this, and Michael's ready, too. Then it's like, okay, who's going first? Because everyone just kind of starts, like, shuffling around and, like, kind of doing it. Then, like, one guy, like, hits him. And then another guy tries to shoot him, but, like, Michael, like, slices his arm, and he, like, falls backwards, and Michael does a couple more, like, slices in the air that, like, misses. But I love that the guy that got sliced on the arm with the gun immediately, like, fires six more shots into him. I got the number two. I did count him. Like, how many times they shoot him right here? Six! They shot him six times! Yes, they do. And he goes down, and then Bracken's about to put him down for good. He's standing over him with the gun down, and Michael reaches up with the knife and cuts his throat, like, right there. He has that long, like, giant man reach. He can do that. Yeah, well, I think, like, right because there's the big fight scene where, like, Michael gets taken down, and, like, they're beating him while he's down, and Tommy, like, takes the baseball bat and, like, slams it in his back, and Michael, like, stops moving completely. And then it cuts to, like, I believe it's in front of the Myers house where there's, like, Karen and Allison and a few, like, oh, wait, paramedics. Wait. We miss we missed the part because Karen stabs a knife into his neck, oh. right under his neck. And then Tommy says, we got this, Karen. Go be with your daughter. That's why she's not there anymore. Karen steps up. That's right. After Tommy bangs him in the back with the baseball bat, and Tommy's like, we got this, Karen. And then Karen stabs him then and then walks away like she did a mic drop. Exactly. Which she pretty much did. She dropped Mike. Yeah, oh, holy shit, bravo. <laughs> but so, yeah, and then after that, Bracken's about to put him down, attacks him, and then just kills oh. all of them. I mean, all of them. All these people we love, they're all dead. Which this scene, I got, like, you know how I was talking about in Malignant, like, I got some vibes of Italian horror? Yeah. I got, It's nowhere near even that degree, but I got, like, maybe 5% of an Italian horror vibe in this. Because all you see is, like, Michael's face, there's a black background, and you see, like, swiping, you see blood splatters, you see faces doing, like, weird zoom-ups. Yeah, lots of slow-mo, too. Yeah, it's definitely, this is very a, a very stylized scene, which Italian horror love to do. 
yeah. I, I love it. This was crazy for Count of the Dead, by the way, going on here. Which, this is like when, like, okay, so Bracket just got killed. There's an original 78 person gone forever. You see a couple more people get killed. And then as soon as I saw Tommy with the baseball bat, like, here he comes. I was like, oh, no, not Tommy, too. And then Tommy gets killed. Yeah, Tommy's last. And then because he gets gets stabbed stabbed. and then Michael kills him with the bat. Yeah, so Michael kills him with the bat that Tommy, uh, the old Huckleberry that Tommy's been uh, carrying around the entire movie. That's a bummer. And it cuts to Karen, like after she talked to Allison, walks upstairs in the Myers house and looks out the the Judith room window. And did you catch the, like, looking into the window, you see child Michael there? Yes, which um, people have been taught, like, I want to, like, this scene le- leads to it. And, like, Lori's, like, last monologue leads into it, where, like, are they setting up that Michael's paranormal again? I don't think so at all. I think in the last movie, we saw Lori sitting in the parking lot, and we saw the shape walking towards her again. Yeah. Just like this. It's just, like, a for-the-audience thing only. I don't think that's actually existing in the universe. But I think Karen sees it. I don't think she does. I think she looks up at the window and just knows what that is. Okay, but uh, yeah, I was like, I was thinking of like, oh God, is there like, it not even like it's um like a thorn the cult thing again, but is there like some weird spirit thing with Michael that keeps him going? And there's some weird drug because they keep talking about like the more Michael kills, the more he transcends. I mean, maybe I don't think so though. I think there it's still just Michael. Okay, but yeah, this is fucking. Judy Greer is so fucking good in these two movies, and it's so sad to see her go. Yeah, because Michael, I guess he snuck in the back, because <laughs> like, yeah. there's people up front, but we have established, you know, they did establish there's a front and back entrance. Are you saying Michael Myers came in the back door? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess he snuck in through the back and just stabs the fuck out of her like ten times, and then you see her die, and credits that is halloween kills michael like looks through the window again that he they've been talking about this entire movie michael looks through his sister's window and then like you said like then credits and i was sitting there being like what the fuck and and then that's when i had to come to the realization of this is a middle movie yeah you this is not going to be there's no ending to this movie there can't be no not at all um yeah what a movie it's something Holy shit, Halloween kills. <laughs> As of recording, you've watched it five times. I've only seen it three, but still, that's a lot for a movie that came out less than a week ago. As of yeah. recording. It's a fuck of a movie, man. And I gotta say, it's a fun movie. It's, it'll become 100% part of the Halloween rotation. Oh, 100%, yeah. But I'm so fucking pissed, because if you think about it, this movie was supposed to come out last October. So we should be getting Halloween ends this year. So we should know the end to this goddamn story, but we have to wait another fucking year. God fucking damn it. As long as it doesn't get delayed again, I'm almost okay with it now since we got this because it lets it last a little longer for me now. Yeah, but I'm so mad. (laughs) But also, I want to real quick mention like, okay, so it cuts the credits. You get just what, you know, it's the credits. But then we get a brand new song by Ghost. Yeah, I was happy to hear Ghost on that. Which, it's a fuck of a great song. Yeah, for what, sure. Is it, is it, um, fuck, what's it called? New uh, Hunter's Moon. 
Yes, it is. Which it's been on repeat for me, like constantly now. Like it has a great yeah. beat to it. It has a great little drive thing to it. I love the music video. Like at the end, Popper Amaritis has like he always has his masks, but this mask looks kind of like Myers mask. Oh, cool. Yeah. So little side note awesome song ghost and i love that like it's like rock and roll and horror movies are back together this is like alice cooper and jason lives it's like it's a match made in heaven it's just like thank you for doing this again yeah it was a nice touch to it well real quick i know nick castle was in this movie as well the original shape yeah do you know who do you know what part he was in was he one i think he was one of the cops no he did because he plays michael again Oh, I don't know then. Yeah, he's one because there's um, Arian Armstrong plays the shape from 1978. Because at first I would bet I was like, oh, I bet you Nick Castle plays the original shape from the flashbacks. That makes sense. But then I saw on uh, Letterbox that it's this Ari Arian Armstrong, which you know, great job. Well, the hands and eyes need to look young, you know. Yeah, but um, I I can't wait to like finally find out what part he's in. But, oh, yeah, I didn't know if you knew or not. But, yes, Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. For those who don't know, the Throbbing with Horror Count of the Dead is where we tally all the deaths in the movie and then add them to the total of the deaths in every movie we've done to get a nice big number, the Count of the Dead. Last week we did Halloween 2018. Where do you think Halloween Kills left us? I believe, what did the Count of the Dead end at? Like 662? Yes, it did. Which I remember, I was like, oh, fuck, I wish there was only four kills in the next movie so we could get to 666, the number of the beast. But Not this quite. movie has a fuck ton of kills, so we blew way past 666, I'm going to say. You're correct. I can't even fathom to guess. 50. No, not 50. Not as many deaths shown as you think in that big mob scene. Can I say 40? I know this doesn't count, but 40. No. Less? Yeah, actually. Really? Yeah, there's 27 shown. Oh. I mean, that's still a lot of deaths, but I was thinking there was going to be at least like 30 some. I did too. And you know what? This is the first time I actually double checked myself. I went on and like there's this website that tallies that up sometimes too, which I don't usually use them because they count things that we can't count. Right. Like big like buildings collapsing and shit like that but they came up with the same one i'm like okay i guess i did it yeah 27 kills in it which brings the count of the dead to 689 oh god damn it i was hoping we were going to get over 700 for this year for this like halloween year but yeah i mean that's still a good number of deaths and like you were saying like uh, how you do like your count of the dead uh 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 it's so different from so many other people that did it because i was watching dead meat and they just did Jason X, and he counted Grendel. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, he counted the space station as like 20,000 people, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, he does it way different than we do. And no offense to Dead Me, because I love that channel. That I hope they stay going forever. But yeah, I we do ours a little different than that. Yeah. Well, every week does his count of the dead, ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my rating system, but I do not like to do stars because number one, Joe Bob Briggs does stars and Joe Bob is sacred. Hail Joe Bob Briggs. Um, I just did the sign of the cross and you didn't see that. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's just for my point of view. And also Siskel and Ebert used to do stars and they can go fuck themselves. If I could have Michael Myers brutally kill two like actual people, Siskel and Ebert, if they weren't already dead, I think they are. 
I mean, I'd say there's more people way more deserving, but I get the sentiment. I would like to know two other people more deserving of death than Cisco and Eber. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to know Friday the 13th, and I'm mad. <laughs> but okay, so what's our metric for this week? I like to do something 1 through 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. And I like to do it something from the movie itself, and I do not come up with that until right now. So what is awesome about this movie that I could do? I mean, there's a million great deaths. I mean, the light bulb death. I'm trying to think of, though, like, what's a prop kind of thing? No, charcuterie boards. Okay. Because I love those things so much. It's basically a meat and cheese board. Yeah. uh, Big John and Little John were making that. They're two of my favorite characters from this movie. And I love fucking meat and cheese, of course, because, I mean, I don't know. I love meat. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, so I what this one I went up and down so much with what I was going to rate this. At first I was like I don't know, 6 maybe. And then I went up to like no, I think this is like an 8. Like this is like a little bit better than I thought it was. Now after this watching of it, I'm going to give this 7 charcuterie boards out of 10. That seems pretty fair. I think, like, the very first uh, 1978 Halloween, I gave a 10 out of 10 and perfect score, personally, for myself. Um, The 2018 one, I believe I gave 9. You did? And I was thinking, like, okay, this one, it would be probably pretty fitting to put it at an 8. But I'm not looking at this movie by itself, which you need to do. And there's so many weird dialogue things and so many weird things I would change and parts I didn't really like at all that were, like... The awesome kills helped them, which made it a seven, but I can't really put it more than a seven, at least for right now. That's fair, but what you can't do, I can do. I did put it more than a seven. I went with your second choice of an eight. Okay, which I would still say is very fair. Now look, the hospital scene with Laurie and Hawkins drags for me, and that brought it down a lot. Other than that, this is what I want from a Halloween movie. Show Michael going around killing a bunch of people. I'm cool with it. I know it's not grand cinema, but I who's expecting that? Yeah, it gets an eight from me. That's and again, seven's fair. I can't argue that. It's only one off. Yeah, the, this movie they kind of lean into the schlock more than they have in other movies. And some parts it works amazing, like the great uh, Big John eyeball like peeling out of his head. And then other parts, like the hospital scene, it just doesn't work that well. Yeah. I also just had to step back and look at it and be like, we got a fucking brand new Halloween movie in 2021. I can just, uh, why can't you just people not be happy with that? Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's an entry into a franchise I love, so I'm happy to see it there. All month long. And sadly, this is the very last one we will have to do this month. Because this is our last movie review for October. But all month long, we have been celebrating October and Halloween with Throbbing with Horrors offering to Sam. And that's Sam from the movie Trick or Treat, who is, like once again, hail you Sam, cross my yes. heart. And Sam Hain, which is, I, I forget, ex- I think we kind of went over this before, but we don't exactly know what Sam Hain is, but isn't it <laughs> just what it was originally called or something? It's something similar to it. Well, it's a dancing been, band. That's what it is. Yeah. I've been reading so much stuff over like the last almost week of this movie being out of like, oh my God, worst Halloween movie ever. It's terrible. 
oh, fuck this movie, they butchered it. No, they didn't. And me and you, Greg, after we did our uh, review of the seven and eight charcuterie boards, we both agree it's a pretty good movie. Yes. So to put these people's brains into perspective, I want, what is your least favorite of the Halloween franchise? Oh, that's good. Can I do a tie? Yes. Okay, thank you. My tie is between Halloween 6 and Halloween 2, Rob Zombie. Okay. Halloween 6, really? I like that one. I, I don't know, dude. I just don't get into it that much. Something about it... And don't get me wrong, I know it's not the worst. It's definitely not. It's just, I don't rewatch it very much at all. Like, I didn't like the killing Jamie and everything like that. Wait, that's yeah. six that they do that, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, six is where Michael impregnates his niece and then tries to kill the baby for the whole movie. Yeah, I didn't get into that. Like, I, I don't know. Just a lot of that doesn't. Now, I know there's worse ones, but they're so bad Like that I'm like, okay, I know what I'm in for. And then... Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is oh. just... Look, there's some merits to it, I won't lie, but in general, it's just a giant mess of what the fuck. Well, even, like, I know like uh, there's a little bit behind the scenes of originally Rob Zombie basically wanted to remake Halloween 2 then, like the original one, where it's in a hospital. And that's yeah. why that first part's in the hospital. That's pretty alright. And then it cuts to, like, weird fucking, like, she has, like... Charles Manson shit like spray painted in her bedroom and like pentagrams but like her dad's also the sheriff yeah it makes no sense yeah well I allowed you to do two picks because I have three. Oh, good I'm glad I'm gonna say um Halloween 5 okay which uh, that's the Nicolas Cage mask Halloween um, where Michael Myers has the weird fucking elongated mask. That's the one where Michael Myers cries in the attic with his niece when he's she's like, take off your mask, let me see. And then she starts crying and she's like, let me. And like reaches up to like wipe the tear away. And he like freaks out and whatnot. And I also just hate that Tina thing the entire time i hate like <laughs> she's that daniel harris in part four it's pretty good she's all right for a child actor part five she's mute i don't like tina i don't like there's that friend that's in like the purple she's annoying her, her boyfriend is the biggest asshole the entire time like this is also where we get the stumbling bumbling cops i like to talk about all the time that literally have wacky music following them Yes. Um, the other one, uh, number two, I'm going to say is Halloween Resurrection with fucking Busta Rhymes, trick or treat, motherfucker. And it's fucking the uh, early 2000s, like, webcam, like, internet show thing where they're like, oh, this is a new thing, this internet. That came close to making mine, don't worry. And then, like, we, and then Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 as well. Okay. We can both but, agree. Okay. So now everybody. Go back and watch those movies, and then watch this movie, and tell me which one you think is better. Exactly, and then you can realize what a gift we have, and it could be much worse. Yeah, it's not Halloween 5. This one is pretty alright. Alright, well, I'll spare everyone the leave us a review, but please leave us a review, it helps. Um, do you want to know what we're doing for our next episode, our next full episode? I don't know if we'll drop a bonus or not, but real quick, 
Thank you guys for sticking around this October. This has been wild fun getting to do this many episodes. Like, I can't believe we made it, but we made it. I want to say, yeah, also also from Brett from Dimension Z's heart, thank you guys for every, like, listening, keeping up with us this entire month, like, being on board and, like, really, like, this old month was awesome, like, it, with, like, the interactions and whatnot, and, like, I've gotten some tweets from some people that I enjoy, like, watching online saying, like, hey, I like that, I listened to this episode, it was good and whatnot. Yeah, it's been really cool. I love October anyway, and I love doing this podcast, so the fact that we got to do, like, a giant oversized month, and it was, like, well-received, uh, I was, it made me more than happy. Yeah, for sure, it's been a good time. But to make sure it's not too sad going away, our next movie that we're doing is one that I've been looking forward to. We are going to be doing Child's Play from 1988. Yeah, which the very next episode that we do a movie review on is going to be Child's Play, which I love this series, but there's going to be a little bit of a depressed Brett from Dimension Z on this episode, next episode that we do, because I'm going to be like, hey, everyone, it's not October anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I love that movie. I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, and it kind of ties in. It, I think it kind of is a nice bridge from like the uh, October amazing, perfect Halloween time to the shit we have coming up next. Yes, exactly. But yeah, thank you guys again so much for enjoying this. I hope we can do this again maybe next year. Oh, I'm sure we will. But yeah, follow us on any social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Search Throbbing with Horror, you'll find us. And uh, do you have any last closing remarks, Greg? No, that's it. I had a good time on this one. The Halloween Kills was great, and I hope it left your brain throbbing with horror.